he notices her noticing me and he goes to her my son likes to wear his mother's nightgowns <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the father and son podcast where my father and i discuss anything that's been on our minds lately in this week's episode we discuss islam and how openly muslim you should be in public and if so are there any problems with that hope you enjoy Yusuf. Hey, Baba. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. How are you feeling? I'm feeling great. Thanks. How are you feeling? I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. Um, we don't talk about this week. So I was actually thinking about the podcast and it led me thinking into work and various aspects of my life. And, and I wanted to explore with you to what extent we should include Islam or our religion in either things like this podcast in even work how quote-unquote openly muslim should we be so i had thought when we were talking about this when we started this podcast that we'll, we'll kind of leave that out and primarily because well our religion doesn't exactly have a great brand name yeah and so uh, and even with things like work people know what i am you're not hiding it. You're just not flaunting it either. Yeah, not, I'm neither hi- hiding nor flaunting nor advertising. It's just it's just there. Like you're not, yeah. Yeah. And I usually put it under the whole, there's certain things you don't talk about at work, religion, politics, etc. And I've just found myself thinking about this more now with this podcast. And we're discussing things like religion and you can easily google my name and you can find this podcast and then you, would you want to be tied with what do you want the ramifications to be on you and so i i wanted to revisit these ideas because a lot of the ideas that you have when you're young you then uh you mellow out a little not mel you don't it's it's the opposite you you don't reconsider them it just becomes a part of who you are part of the software mm-hmm. and i'll you're 16 you're 16 right yeah and so when i was 16 or was it even 16 or 17 i got my first job in a bagel store mm-hmm. on route 46 and it was working for an egyptian guy and his partner was a jewish guy mm-hmm. and so it was my first job and i remember the egyptian guy who to me is a amu he's a amu yeah, right? he's been he's in the community. He's like you know him. Yeah, he's Amu, and he took me aside and said, uh, you know, I'm gonna put you in front of the customers, and we don't want to make the customers uncomfortable. I said, what would make them uncomfortable? He said, I I think we should change your name from Ahmed to John, and that really shocked me. He didn't say change it from Ahmed to Ahmad or to Ahmed. He said we should change it to John to make it easier on the customers. And I, unfortunately, looking back, said, okay, my name is John. And people started calling me John, which is insane. Mm -hmm. And 
Then his Jewish partner named Andrew told me, why are people calling you John? Aren't you Egyptian? I said, yeah, well, uh, Abe told me <laughs> to change my name to John. He said, he took me to the back and he said, don't ever let anybody change your name. Mm-hmm. So can you imagine? Like, I the, don't need to imagine. I know, I know people like that who change the names to just to make it easier on people. But can you imagine the person who's giving me the lesson is not the Ammo. He's a Jewish guy. He's a Jewish guy. He's a white Jewish guy. White Jewish guy. And he is telling me never change who you are for anybody. And so then then you start your career and you start dialing down your religion. Not your religion, but like the way how you express it and how open you are. Yeah. You know, so go into a a room that's dark and pray there, etc. And. For Jomar, you don't say, I'm going to go do prayer. Can I just have this time in this it, type of the day? S- sometimes. Depends on who I, I would. No, I would say I, I have my Friday prayer and things like that. I, I was never ashamed of it. But nor, like you said, I, I never flaunted it or talked about it. Be- and not just be- not because of Islam or anything specifically. Because I, I think, at least what I told myself, is that religion is not something that you bring into work. Mm-hmm. And even in this podcast or uh, other things i've shied away from being on camera or talking about or on mic you mean or on mic uh being interviewed for things that are are very overtly religious because how they may impact me my career so do you think that i personally i i don't know enough but i think it's not as you said sam does have a bad rap as it as as like today but I don't think it's just Islam. I think it's religion as a whole. I think the idea of being religious is now becoming more backwards. Not backwards, but it's it's not normal. It's not normal anymore. Everybody's either atheist or they say, "Yeah, we're religious, but like we're not really religious." You know what I mean? It's becoming more, everything's becoming more secular. It started with governments back in the back in the early 1900s right the turkish turkish government for example became extremely secular went from a muslim it literally was the ottoman empire the muslim con- a muslim country the muslim empire and uh, then they rebranded completely as a now a super secular or um government and i think we're seeing the same thing now with companies with people with pe- people how people think of themselves they think it's not not cool anymore to be religious i don't know if it was ever cool but it's not it's no longer the thing right i think that's a really interesting perspective uh, and it reminds me of something one of one of my colleagues once said he said all religions are violent but yours just happens to be the most (laughs) and so yeah i i think yes our religion has a bad brand name but all religions absolutely right now have a bad brand name with the exception of a f- of one christianity no no even christianity and it's all part that no it's not christianity there's one religion that seems to get a, a pass buddhism ah cuz it's the religion it's of cool, peace it's cool to be buddhist and Silicon Valley is all into Zen and Zen Buddhism, etc. So, so it's okay, th- that particular religion. But yeah, I think what you're saying is spot on and, and well said. So how do you think that like, we should go forward from now? How do you, th- do you think that 
because of the potential, not blowback, but the potential for people saying, actually, we don't want, really want to work with him because he might be too religious. Let's work with somebody else. Wait, what's the, what's, how are we going to be in this podcast? Do you I think could, we're going to shy away from it or yeah? what do you think? I don't think we should shy away from it. Mm-hmm. I think it's a part of who we are. And if this is the father and son podcast, this is not the agile podcast or the management consultants or the podcast. management consulting pot or the artificial intelligence podcast. It's a podcast where you and I talk about things on our mind. Mm-hmm. And I think religion factors I- into that. I don't think this is a religious podcast, but a podcast where religion is part of our discourse or a conversation. And well, I, here's, let me tell you what, let me tell you what I've always told myself about religion or how publicly I should be religious or not religious. And you you tell me if you buy it or, or if there's any holes in my logic. I've always thought that the best way to convey any idea is through practice mm-hmm. and not through words. So don't be vegan with your religion. Don't be don't be constantly throwing in everybody's faces. Yeah, and don't, you're be, killing an, the don't animals. be yeah, don't be an annoying vegan. Mm-hmm. Or don't be an annoying paleo person. Or don't be somebody who's just won't shut up about something. Mm -hmm. That, I think, turns me off and turns people off. It's more... And I think this is in line with our tradition. How you're acting. Or how I'm acting. How I'm I'm comporting myself. My character. I think Islam is a religion that's obsessed with character. And so there's one thing to talk about it and there's one thing to actually practice it, be about it or to, to practice it. And I think that's the most powerful, the most powerful way to not proselytize, but to say who you are. So yes, I am Muslim. I pray. And you know, it's funny you mentioned, you mentioned, um, Turkey. I was with, with a group, with a, a group of people riding, my bike last week and they actually one person asked me uh do you eat pork and i said no i don't eat pork and he said why and i told him because of my religion we're in turkey by the way and he mm-hmm. just laughed he actually laughed out loud he lol'd he lol'd he lol'd a real and then we continued our ride and we got to the next stop and he said so let me get this straight do you pray as well and I told him, yes, I pray. He's like, okay, did you pray this morning? I was like, yes, I prayed this morning. He's like, so you're going to pray again? I was like, yes, there's four more left. Mm-hmm. And so I, I never am shy away from, I never shy away from who I am. I think the best way, at least in my mind, to incorporate Islam into your identity is to, to be a Muslim mm-hmm. and being a Muslim is all about perfecting your character and that's the primary the primary job of our prophet as stated by our prophet is that he's been sent to perfect our character exactly and so that that to me is this the at least that's this what I tell myself like I I don't believe not I, I've never and maybe this is incorrect. I never make outright dawah that you should be Muslim. And I actually don't know if that's a right thing or a wrong thing. Mm-hmm. Because 
just talking out loud, I try to convince people all the time to become runners and to become swimmers and to come become bikers. Um, There's one thing about talking to, I don't think you've, you've, I mean, you've met, okay, let's talk about that. You've managed to basically convince, if, if we're using that example, you've convinced like six, maybe seven people in our family who before were never going to be athletes to become to become athletes to become runners triathletes basically most of my uncles some of my aunts you've you've done all that so but you've done that through telling them you just you just go running and they say oh maybe we should go running with him you said you should you you said to them you should go running it'll make you feel better and that did that did convert them so maybe maybe you didn't you didn't no now that now i'm thinking through all this stuff and this is good these conversations are good because it makes you think rethink what you think is true when i first started running i told everybody they should run Mm -hmm. and that actually didn't work that's kind of like okay good for you buddy just leave me alone i was probably that annoying guy that annoying vegan you should go running man it really makes me feel great in the morning yeah it makes me feel great in the morning and then yeah wake up at 5 a.m go for a run like yeah thank you be quiet the Really, it's when I stopped talking and I just did it on their own schedule, they decided to start running. And you were there to help. And I was there to help and to support. So they it's, they made the first step and you were there to guide them along the rest of the way. I, I did it myself. They saw an example. I did it myself. For years, I told Khalil Muhammad he should come running with me. And he used to make fun of me. Mm-hmm. You know... And he used to make fun of me. He's like, you're just basically good at running. You're good at exercising. I play team, I play team sports because I'm cool. <laughs> you know, and eventually, years later, I want to say six years later after I did my first race, he, he got into it for his own reasons. But I think the key thing is there was a consistent example. And I wasn't, I learned that people don't like that you stick things in their face and say you should run, you should run. People actually, I think, are turned off by that. So with, so you said in the beginning you were telling everybody you start running, you should start running. So with that, so then you got more experience and you just stopped. You said if they want to, they want to. Do you think with experience comes the, just like the, not the knowledge, but intuition that if I actually want people to do this, in the same thing with Islam, if I actually want them people to become Muslim, then, I might as well just live my life to, to the way I'm supposed to. And if they see it and they like it, then they can talk to me about it and we can we can work something out. You know what I mean? So as you as you get more experienced, as you as you become as you get more Islamic knowledge, that you realize that instead of shoving in everybody's faces, it's easier, not even easier. It's better to instead just let them let them walk their own path and you're just there to help. Yeah, I think I think people need to see a good example. So for example, you are going to the gym a lot. Mm-hmm. And eventually you're going to body's going to be bigger and more muscular, etc. And people say, "Wow, Yusuf, what are you doing to get there?" Now, compare that to, dude, you need to go to the gym more often. You need to go to the gym more often. You need to go to the gym more often. Just be quiet. Mm -hmm. So one of them, you're kind of, 
constantly telling somebody because uh, you're into it they should be into it the other one seems a really good example and on their own schedule they'll say hey yusuf how can i practicing what you preach brings people better than preaching practice yes yes exactly uh, just be being what you preach rather than pre- than preaching mm-hmm. i think the idea that i'm trying to get across and i is that i don't think it's useful to be overtly a preachy anything but nor do I think you should suppress who you are. You shouldn't suppress the Islamic side of you because religion and specifically Islam are not in vogue right now. I think you should, and I shouldn't ever say, you know what, I'm I'm not going to tell people I'm going to pray or I, I want to say something, I don't say it. I, I, I think that's the general message. Uh, to myself and i'll give you an example i'll give you a real life example when i was writing the manuscript for ultra family i thought to myself who's my primary primary audience you know family people with families who do who do endurance athletics and so i purposefully cut out everything having to do with islam from the initial manuscript because i thought to myself most people don't like islam right now especially in the west you have what's happening in France, you have Muslim bans going on, you have the sense that we're just a religion that worships some angry god in Saudi Arabia. Mm-hmm. And so I eliminated everything in the initial manuscript that had to do with Islam. Even the training in Ramadan, which is a big part of my story, is how I trained for Ironman and Ultraman during Ramadan. But I, I took that all out because I didn't want to potentially offend the prospective audience. And that's something I'm not proud of. That's where I suppressed part of my identity because... To please others. To please others. Or to not offend others. Or not to turn somebody away. You know, one of the initial names for it was an ultra family. It was Iron Muslim. And I thought, maybe that's not a great idea. Who, Which Frank in Barnes & Nobles is not going to pick up a book called iron muslim but wasn't there also like legal reasons that you couldn't use it didn't you weren't you guys not allowed to use like the whole iron prefix before well that depends on the logo and things like that but everybody there's the iron cowboy mm. there's a lot of people called the iron something there's there was the wwf iron chic i mean there's a lot of people called the iron something and so but then i thought to myself oh maybe that's not a good idea and it's those nuanced questions that sometimes i struggle with like i I am not ashamed to be muslim at all Mm -hmm. i'm actually quite proud to be muslim but then i think maybe i should dial it down for other aspects of my life so what what do you think there i think i think i'm pretty much the same as you when it comes to this i'm not i i don't know if this i don't i I don't necessarily know how good of i don't don't, maybe this is a flaw i'm pretty sure this is the flaw not a good thing is that when I inc- when I'm talking about Islam, when, I, when I'm just with other people, it's almost as if I'm not even Muslim. Like if there comes, if it comes to a point where we're talking about, where like I have to go, I'm, I'm not even gonna say I'm I'm gonna go pray. This is not with my Muslim friends, with other people. I'll just say uh, I need to do something right now. It's like what I used to do, and I would say I need to go do something right now. I'll be back in like ten minutes. And of course, I was gonna go pray, but I'm not gonna say that because there's an aspect of not w- of wanting to fit in, and 
Hamza, as I've gotten older, that's gone. That's gone away. But as I was when I was younger, it was more of just wanting to fit in and not being like, oh, he's Muslim. Because in the West, even I even found myself being not ashamed. Of, I'm not like a little bit like weirded out by people if they're wearing a niqab, and this that's wrong because. I'm Muslim. They're doing. They're they're doing something because they're Muslim, and I shouldn't. I shouldn't be weirded out by that at all. It was kind of like I was absorbing that whole Western mentality of, oh my God, they're just like they're crazy Muslims. Like look at them. They're covering them faces. You know what I mean? And I think that's wrong. I think people need to accept themselves and accept others for what they are. And if they don't like that, then. People, people will say this is being fake, but if they don't like that, then they should just, they're not the right people to be talking to or hanging out with at all. So I think that's, a, that's, a, that's an important point that if the people you are around are influencing you, influencing you to, to suppress who you are, then you shouldn't be, you shouldn't be around them. There's no, there's no trying to be like ah make them accept you just if they're if they have that mindset they're so healthy to be around them i think it's not just about them it's about you everyone has their whole should i pray in public or not at least i did i when i was really young i, I never wanted to pray in public i was embarrassed and my my father uh, once told us we were in Great Adventure, the amusement park. And when you go into Great Adventure, the main entrance is a big water fountain. It's like Grand Central Station. It's like the primary arteries meet there in, in around this water fountain, Great Adventure. And we had to pray Dohr or something like that. And he said, we should just pray right here next to the water fountain. I was like, Baba, it's like a thousand people here. Let's just find the place around the corner behind the... Behind the popcorn stand. <laughs> Behind the... Yeah. Like, let's go pray by the dolphins or something like that. <laughs> and he's like, why? Why should we be embarrassed? And I was like, Baba, like, not... Let's not... If you want to freak anybody out. Yeah, but what... And this is before even Islam was, like, people were really scared of Islam. And he made us pray right there. And he... He's like, why should we be embarrassed? And so I think everyone goes on their own journey. And, and just another funny story there similar type of story we we're coming back from Tarawih once and I was wearing a, a, a Galibiyya and so we stopped the path mark on the way home which is no longer there and he's like he's like look I'm gonna go in I was like no I'm just gonna stay in the car and he's like, he's like why he's like just come with me I was like no I'm gonna stay in the car he's like you're embarrassed to be wearing a Galibiyya I'm, I'm really ashamed of you so I was like okay fine so we're walking through Pathmark wearing a Galabiya, right? And we're going from, we finally get to the checkout aisle. And so he's not wearing a Galabiya. He's dressed in normal clothing. And so the lady in the checkout is looking me up and down. I'm wearing like a huge sheet. And so he notices her noticing me. And he goes to her, my son likes to wear his mother's nightgowns. <laughs> 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 what did she say to she, that? She just started laughing. Oh, she was horrified. Then she started laughing <laughs> when he started laughing. So uh, that's, that's, just, that's a little insight into my father. But yeah, he instilled in me early on, you should not be embarrassed. You should not be embarrassed to, to, to pray. But I also don't like 
to what some of my friends do, which is like they they choose public places to to pray, to almost make a statement. That that I have a problem with, and it might be my own weakness. But I think I th- I agree with you because I think in Islam we have the arf right like the common knowledge of the time the common practices and the, even for Christians and in Judaism you don't you're not just gonna go pray on a street bench in front of everybody that's something you do in pri- not in private but a little more subtly right and when you go it's you're at that point I don't even think you're praying to God you're just praying not to the people but you're praying to show the people oh we're praying so it kind of takes out of it an aspect of Islam from that and just becomes more of a show to say yes we're Muslim and there's nothing wrong with that but we can't do that and lose sight of what the point is of what we're doing we're not you don't pray to show other people you're Muslim to make them Muslim you pray to God right yeah I guess that's I'm against making these statements mm-hmm. and using religion to make these statements what the, my point earlier was not doing something because you're embarrassed so I don't think you should not do something. I don't think you should, for example, avoid something because you're embarrassed. I think you need to fight. You need to fight yourself. And but understand. don't be vegan about it. Yeah. No. I don't, yeah. Let's not pick on the vegans. But exactly. But nor do I. I feel that you should m- use your religion to make a statement. Mm-hmm. You know, a, a, a red, white, and blue scarf to to make a, a, a politicizing the scarf and things like that. I don't like that. I believe the best way to promote our religion is through how we act and how we are and our character. I think that's the primary way we represent who we are. So I I think to summarize, not shy away from being Muslim. But not throw in people's faces. Not throw in people's faces either. I think that's where I stand at this point in my life. And what do you th- if you if you were to think about it from a a different perspective? What would be what would problems? What would a problem be with that? If you just to, so we can prove kind of proofread that statement. Let's look at it from a different perspective of someone who disagrees with that. What's what's an argument that you would make against your view? How would you how would you say that? No, I think you're. I think you're wrong because I. I think the only way for us to fully believe these statements if we've actually if we've really thought it through and really questioned it. So it's not that we're making excuse. We're just making excuses. You know what I mean? I'm not saying we're making excuses about. You know what I'm saying? So I can argue against my points, and there's two. I can take two st- two points that are counter to mine. One of them can be you shouldn't mention religion at all. It should be something limited to the home and outside of the home, keep it to yourself. So that's some people's point of view. The, the people that say, you know, change your name to John. Mm-hmm. Or religion is relegated to the church or the mosque or the uh, mandir, the, the, what, the, the synagogue, etc. And then there is the opposite, which is you should proselytize. Should be going out and spreading your deen. You should spread because be an advertisement, you, a walking billboard of Islam. However, you want to frame it, there are those who believe that it's your job to spread the religion. And if you think about it, vegans are loud. Let's continue picking on the vegans. Yeah, because nobody likes them anyway. No, I they like them. They can't fight I like back. Them, but they're they're kind of Salafi in a sense. They're very in your face. Ma- what does Salafi mean? Well, what does Salafi mean? We'll get back to that. Okay. And but there are people 
if you think about it, why do people really push a specific diet, a specific way of living on people, like veganism? For two reasons. They think it's a much healthier way to live and the animals are suffering. There's un, you're, you're basically murdering every single day. You're a murderer, right? And so they feel it so strongly that they're out there pushing the vegan agenda. And then there are people who are so into CrossFit and they believe in CrossFit so much they're constantly talking to people about CrossFit, right? They walk around, work with a bandana, whatever CrossFit people wear. Maybe that's, no, that's Mud Run or, <laughs> <laughs> or Spartan <laughs> Runs or whatever. But, but they're really kind of, they're pushing that. And so there are people who say, I'm, I need, I love you. I need to save you from hellfire. Yeah. So forget saving you from love handles. They're trying to save you from hellfire. And so because they really love you. They really love you. Imagine if I believed you're going to hellfire for not believing what I believe, then I would be a real jerk to not to not try to help you. Yeah. If I knew for example the way you're eating is going to lead you to get heart disease, then I would be really heartless if yeah. I because you do because you love you. you yeah, I'd be really heartless if I don't say, you know, you really, you need to stop eating McDonald's for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Mm-hmm. And so there are those who take the stance that, forget heart disease, I'm trying to save you from hellfire. And so I need to be out there every single day preaching whether it's, whether you're a Christian, whether you're a Muslim, whether, uh, well, not not Judaism, they don't, they don't proselytize, they, they don't believe in that, but... A, a specific whether you're a Scientologist, you know, you see the Scientologist on in Times Square and the Scientologist in Grand Central Station with their e meters. They're what? E meters, and th- they're trying to convert you because they think they're helping you, and so that that's the other argument. Which but the problem with that argument is that it can do the opposite. It can actually turn people away. So that's if you actually want to. Sometimes the best tact is to do the opposite to just lead by example as we've said a bunch of times so that's i think that's that's one flaw in that argument against our against it our could, view. And, and it must work if, or they'd be insane yeah the scientologists must be converting people to scientology the christian missionaries it must be working or there would there would be no missionaries now and so outright calling people to a specific way works or people wouldn't do it calling people to the religion of running or veganism or or uh, Scientology it does work people carrying the e- you know with the e-meters it works what's an e-meter e-meter is in Scientology there is a there's a practice called auditing. I don't know how much you know about Scientology. I only know Tom Cruise is a Scientologist. That's all I know. Okay, so I, I know quite a bit about Scientology. Are you a Scientologist? No, I'm not a Scientologist. Um, uh, but basically, the e-meter is a device that they use that you hold. It looks like two cans, or two, and you hold the two cans with your hand, and a current runs through it. And it, the e-meter can tell you how much resistance you have in your body. Basically, it can tell you how, ma- how issues you have in your body. And they use it for sessions called auditing. Or auditing. And so you can sit down in these generally very 
populous areas, and you'll find Scientologists there, usually from the Sea Org, and they'll do a little test for you, and they'll tell you how you know some of the problems that you may have. And so I I never subscribe to that. Approach. Scientology or no or that that approach oh. proselytizing <laughs> okay and I and I never actually stopped and thought if it, is it for the right reasons or maybe maybe the real reason is that I don't have enough conviction even in my own religion to proselytize to really call people to it maybe whereas I have a lot of conviction in some of the other aspects of my life and that's why i mean your job is basically a your if you think about it your job is you're basically a uh, an agile prophet that's your 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 job is to spread the message of agile to these these poor these poor companies that need to rebrand and uh, not to rebrand need to change their organization right isn't that isn't that your job your yeah and in many ways the, the agile world is 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 kind of like a religious world and it has its own prophets and and it has its own different religions and people subscribe to certain religions and people get excommunicated from other aspects of that. the agile is a big world with many religions underneath it <laughs> and so yeah there is there is elements of of religion in what i do even at work because you know what you you notice about people is certain trends that for some reason people like maybe it's bio i'm sure it's biological to a certain extent people want to be part of a tribe they want to belong they want to belong and they want to be part of a tribe and the agile tribe is too big so it, it bifurcates or it starts breaking up and then there's the the scrum and the tribe and the kanban tribe and the less tribe and the safe tribe and and the Spotify model tribe, and there's many different, and people subscribe, and each one has its own profits, and um, and uh, people even get excommunicated and say, you know, he's he's off he's off his rocker. We're excommunicating him from the, he from from this particular tribe, and so yeah, there's a lot of parallels between religion proper and work religion yeah all right today's been a very interesting discussion yeah and but what what have you taken out of this discussion so one i think the main thing i've taken out of this discussion is this is not just pertain to religion this pertains to everything if i think the best if you want people to subscribe to your not your way of life but something you're interested in or something you like you can't force them the only thing you can do is lead by example and not force it in people's faces because i think in my opinion that's really what turns people away so i think in this podcast in life i think that's what that's the biggest thing i've taken away all right thanks baba thank you sir Welcome to the Father and Son Podcast, where my father and I discuss anything that's been on our minds lately. In this week's episode, we discuss Islam and how openly Muslim you should be in public. And if so, are there any problems with that? Hope you enjoy.